Hello, I'm Mark Rees, and welcome to my Curious Podcast, where in each episode I look at a different, weird, and wonderful subject. And for this episode, I'm going to do something slightly different, because I discovered two ghost stories today, two stories which were new to me, both of which involved ladies in white, white ladies, and both of which tickled me. And I just thought this is such a coincidence that I've stumbled across two stories, both with the same kind of ghost, both of which made me laugh. And so I thought maybe they'll make other people laugh as well. Let's make a podcast about them. And here it is. Now, the big difference between this episode and my regular episodes is that I have usually researched my subject beforehand. It's something that I am very familiar with and so can talk about off the top of my head. But in this case, these are two stories which are brand new to me. And we are, in effect, investigating together. Also, I I don't know if this will come through on the microphone or not, but it is absolutely hammering down here in in sunny Wales right now, um, which which is perfect weather to be telling you ghost stories in. And even though I did did splash out on a slightly fancy microphone, I think this rain is so heavy, you might pick up on some of the the atmospheric background noise during this during this talk. I hope so anyway, I hope so. But these these two ghost stories. The first one I came across while researching one of my future books of Welsh ghost stories, which will not be uh, unleashed on the public uh, as it were for quite some time. So this is uh, an exclusive really long before it it hits the shelves and it concerns the haunting of a lady wen which is the the welsh language for lady in white or white lady who was haunting a village in the vale of glamorgan and then the second story i just happened to find while messing around or messing around uh, while researching hard on the internet afterwards uh, for white lady ghosts, I found this story, which is actually happening right now. Now, not in Wales, but not too far over the border, just over the Severn Bridge, and it was being reported by Bristol Live, by the press in Bristol. And I just thought to myself, this is just so much of a coincidence that I've spent the entire day sitting here researching a funny ghost story about a lady in white from the past. And there's another funny ghost story about a lady in white actually taking place right now in the present day, just a couple of hours down the road from me. Although I should stress that while the old story has been wrapped up and does have what I consider to be a funny ending, the current story is still ongoing, does involve, according to those investigating it, nasty evil spirits, and so maybe this modern-day story isn't so much of a laughing matter after all. 
But I'll let you, dear listener, decide for yourself how funny, how spine-chilling, how terrifying these two real-life ghost stories really are for yourselves. And I'll start in the present day by reading to you the headline published on that story by Bristol Live. Couple say there's a ghost swearing at people at Somerset Beauty Spot. Yes, a couple claim that there is a ghost swearing at people at a Somerset beauty spot. And it's not only the Bristol Post who claim this. This is a story which has been repeated in the the national press. It's at some of the red top papers as well. I think some of the television stations have now picked up on it. But uh, tracing it back, it looks to me like this either originated with the local press or it was a, a syndicated story that has been sent out. And in this article on Bristol Live, it is claimed that Ghostbusters have been called because a potty-mouthed spook said to be a woman in white is telling people to, and I'm not going to swear here, um, because I don't want to put that little red box <laughs> next to my podcast saying there's explicit whatever it is in it. So I'll simply do what the newspaper did and say that this ghost is telling people to F asterisk 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 off. Whatever could that mean? And the locals say this ghost is haunting an area known as Dead Woman's Ditch, which... I confess, I have never heard of before. The first time I came across this name was in this article. And it does sound like a suitably eerie name for somewhere for a white lady to be haunting. But at the same time, according to this newspaper report at least, it is so named because a real-life murder did take place there. A woman was killed by her husband. And if this is true, then I I do find that quite a a deeply insensitive name for the place. I mean, usually when, when places get these kind of names, it's more of an urban myth, more of a legend than, than, than anything in reality. But in this case, it does appear that a woman's body was indeed discovered there in 1789. Again, this isn't something I have researched myself. I'm taking the newspaper's word for this, but this is what is in the article. The website also has some quotes from the the, the Ghostbusters, they call them, the two ghost hunters, a a couple, uh, I'm assuming that means married couple, uh, Christine and Dave Thomas. And quoting from the Bristol Live, Christine claims she was shouted at and told to F asterisk 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 off by the inverted commas nasty evil spirits. And she also says that her and her husband Dave picked up on a voice before being rudely told to leave. Um, I mean, the F asterisk 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 is is quite rude, isn't it, in itself. Um, Now, the the pair claim they've had other encounters there, including with the ghost of a murderer from 1798. So this ties in with the story that a dead woman's body was indeed found. 
at Dead Woman's Ditch all those centuries ago. Although, although weirdly, it's the murderer and not the person who's been murdered there who, who is communicating. Um, but Dave says there is definitely something there. My wife has experienced it for a long time. There are two types of voices. There's the residual memories being replayed, which people pick up on without being able to communicate with. Then there are voices you can interact with, which you can have an exchange with, which can answer questions. So Dave is clearly somebody who knows his stuff. He seems very knowledgeable about the the, the terminology to use when, when describing these experiences. Um, you, you might say it's slightly too technical for the average non-specialist reader. And so just to sort of um, strip that down slightly, what he's saying is that there are two kinds of ghosts he believes at this spot, one of which we cannot interact with because it just replays itself over and over and over like a videotape might do. <laughs> videotape. Um, showing, showing my age there. Like one of those newfangled DVDs might do. You, you could watch it again and again and again. But it's just replaying itself over and over and over. And there is nothing you can do to uh, to interact or to distract or to, to disturb or get in the way in any way, shape or form. But the other type is the kind of ghost who does have its own mind, who is aware of, of what's going on, possibly, and so we could interact with it, is, is the gist of it. Now, Dave goes on to explain that uh, we mentioned earlier about them being nasty, evil spirits. Well, they're not all nasty, evil spirits, necessarily, but some of them can be. And not everyone is aware of the ghosts. You could pop along and, and quite happily enjoy your day and have no idea these ghostly things are there. But those who could be aware of these, these ghostly presences there, those who might uh, see one or, or notice one or feel one, maybe even be able to communicate with one, are those with, and inverted commas again here for a, a direct quote, but those who have weaker barriers than others are more likely to come across one. Now, we, we are drifting back into ghost hunting terminology there, but, but the gist of that is the stronger your barrier is, the less likely you are to be able to interact with the white lady or whatever else it is that is, that is said to be haunting this area. And that is the story of the potty-mouthed spook, the woman in white, who tells people to F asterisk, asterisk, asterisk off in Somerset. And being a, a contemporary news report, I mean, that this has happened in the last day or so, I imagine we'll, we'll have some more updates on this very soon. But now we are going to hop into our cars, drive back over the Severn estuary without paying any toll fees on the way because they've all gone, and head back to Wales, but not just to modern-day Wales, we're going to head back in time to Edwardian Wales, to the Welsh Lady in White. Or one of the Welsh Ladies in White, I should say. There are many, many, many uh, Ladies in Whites out there, and I imagine a lot of them are going to crop up on this podcast in the, the months and years and centuries to come. And this story is far from being 
a contemporary tale. This one, I, I imagine, we will not be getting any updates about anytime soon. It's a story which was which was new to me uh, until I went hunting for it, and it takes place well over a hundred years ago. So while the last one is bang up to date, this is quite the opposite. Now it takes place in the good old days in Llan Trithid in the Vale of Glamorgan. And now by by good old days, this story was published in 1915. It was told by a Mr. John Morgan. Uh, and Mr. John Morgan claimed this, inverted commas again, amusing ghost story took place in his father's days. So 1915, father's days, we're looking at sort of the middle of the 19th century, maybe sort of 1850s to, to 1900s, but uh, certainly before, before 1915. And this was back at a time when Mr. John Morgan says the people of Llantrithid were very superstitious. And this is important because by the end of this story, they will no longer be very superstitious. And this ghost was known certainly by the Welsh speakers as Lady Wen, Er Lady Wen, the Lady in White or the White Lady, Lady being being Lady, of course, and Wen being Welsh for White. And she would masquerade around the grounds of Llantrithid Old Place on fine breezy nights. Now, the ruins uh, are still there to this day. I don't think the word old is there anymore. I think it's just Llantrithid Place nowadays. But these remains are, are certainly there. These ruins of a 16th century manor house. And, and it was in this area that this ghost was said to be masquerading. Let, let, let's say she was haunting, stalking around. And, and, and she was so named, she was called the White Lady because, surprise, surprise, she, she was said to be wearing white. But specifically... Those who'd seen her believed she was wearing a Parsons surplice, which is the um, the long white tunics that you see uh, mem- members of the church wearing. Now, as a result of this, the locals were too nervous to walk past after dark, except for one brave soul, that is. And it is thanks to this man that we have this story today. It is also thanks to this man, that superstition was banished from the village forever. And this man was called William Morgan. And he was described in the papers, back in the days when the papers could do this, as a bit of a nut. (laughs) Not my words, the words of the Edwardian newspapers. William Morgan was a bit of a nut. And as such, he was not afraid to walk past that spooky, haunted old, flantrithid old place. And it was one dark night as he walked along a narrow path in a field next to this, this old manor house called Kai Porth, uh, Porthfield, um, that he noticed someone coming towards him. But this was no human being walking towards him. It was none other than the Lady Wen herself. Now, this was a particularly narrow path, and there was no room for two people to walk past each other. One of them would have to concede 
and move from the path to let the other one walk by. Now, Will could see this was a lady in white, yet he can't have had a gentlemanly bone in his body because he was not going to budge for anyone, living or otherwise. And to quote the newspaper again, according to Mr. John Morgan, Will said to himself, how he knew what Will was thinking in his head, I do not know. But Will said to himself, come you, my lady, you shall knock me over before I will flinch or get off the pathway for you. As I said, a total gentleman. Uh, and, he, and he becomes even less of a gentleman very soon. So they got closer and closer until, with neither of them willing to budge, they were going to bang into each other. Unless, of course, this ghost was made of something more ectoplasmic, maybe, and, and would pass straight through. But just at the moment, as they were about to collide, that ghost veered off the path. It passed Will. Will turned round, and with that, the ghost began to run. Slightly strange activity for a ghost, granted. But that ghost ran, and Will gave chase. He ran as fast as he could after that ghost. And upon catching it, and just to reiterate, Will was not a gentleman in any shape or form. He, uh, and I'm going to start quoting again here, inverted commas, overpowered her, threw her down, and gave her such a drubbing that she never forgot it. Close quote. Now, most people, when they got close to the ghost, lost their nerve and ran away. But not Will. He held his ground. And as a result, he had a very good close-up look at that ghost's face. He might have been a bit of a nut. But in this case, he realised that this was no lady. This was no ghost. As he walked past, he recognised who that spirit really was. That is why it ran away. That is why he gave chase and gave it a drubbing, because he realised it was one of the locals by the name of George Williams. It was a young man, not a woman. And the reason it looked like he was wearing the white clothing of the church was well, because his father was the pastor, Reverend George Williams, and that's exactly what he was wearing. He was dressed in his father's vestments. Will had put an end to the ghost terrorising the village. And later that night, and I really like this part of the story because having just disproved this ghost and taken all of the, the, the magic out of the story, as it were, it is now re-enchanted slightly with, with a dose of folklore added to it. And so later that night, when he arrived home at his cottage, he lit a large candle. Now that candle is supposed to have driven all the superstition away from Llan Trithid. Not only had Will busted the ghost, 
he had also banished all superstitious nonsense from the village. And nobody seemingly picked up on the irony of the fact that Will had banished superstition by using superstition. But anyway, there you go. And as a final eerie little footnote to the tale, I mentioned very quickly that the Reverend George Williams, the the father of the man impersonating a female ghost, well, he died in 1815. And according to, again, local legend, he was buried in the parish church. But he was buried at the dead of night. And after the funeral ceremony, when everyone had returned home and only the workmen remained to put that body away for eternity, a large stone fell into the vault and so spooked the workmen that they fled thinking something evil had descended upon them. As a result, that grave was left open all night and he was not put to rest until the sun had risen the next day. All of which brings us to the end of my second ghost story featuring a lady in white. Now, what do you think? Do you have your own ghost story about uh, a lady in white? Do you have any idea why this ghost in Somerset is effing and blinding (laughs) at people? Is this something you've heard other ghosts do? Is swearing uh, a common thing in the afterlife? Or what about Flan Trithid? Maybe you live in Flantrithid or, or are very familiar with Flantrithid. And are, are you superstitious? Or has it all been taken away from you thanks to that candle? Do you know of any sightings in and around the area? Maybe you've even seen a white lady yourself in Flantrithid. Who knows? Maybe if there's enough out there, we could make this into a regular feature. White lady swearing white ladies. Well, let's let's see if anyone gets back to me first. I think the chances of there being that many swearing white ladies out there are, are probably quite slim. But as usual, please, if you have any comments, suggestions, ideas, anything, track me down on social media. Uh, I'm quite easy to find. Just look for Mark Race and put the word whales in or ghosts and I'll, I'll come out on top. Drop me an email or something via the website. Um, And of course, there's the obligatory shout out that if you have enjoyed this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It's great for you because that way you'll never miss an episode and you'll get a pop-up thing saying, listen to the new one now. And it's great for me because at least I know I'm not sitting here, Billy No Mates, talking to the wall. There are people out there listening to me. So that, that is always great. And on that note, it just leaves me to say that the next episode will be getting back to some Welsh folk tales. What what I think is the most famous Welsh folk tale of all, but also possibly the most misunderstood folk tale. But all will be revealed very soon in in the next episode. Which just leaves me to say thank you very much. Dioch and Var Yawn. No star. <laughs>